Also, just a quick heads up, there is use of foul language in this podcast, which might not be suitable for school-age children. Also, for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about relationships and some intimate topics. Just giving everyone a warning. Now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unsealed Lips. This podcast is hosted by Laura Yesayan Paloma. We are three high school friends from East LA and have now graduated from college. We are sharing our stories in the hopes of inspiring other women alike. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unsealed Lips. Today we're going to be discussing relationships and it's about to get personal. There's going to be some emotional content and we're just trying to be as transparent as possible for women who might be experiencing something similar or who have experienced a similar situation. So I'll start first. My name is Laura. I have been with my current partner for a while now. I saw him, he saw me, and we fell in love, and that was that. Um, However, (laughs) that's not true. Uh, It took some time for us to get to the stage that we are right now. One secret is that I was seeing another guy during the time that I met him. However, it's not a secret to him because we've already talked about that. (laughs) Um, However, this particular guy, this other guy who I was seeing at the the time that I was also getting to know Mike, um, he was pressuring me into being physical in our relationship. However, I was not ready and I let him know multiple times that I was not comfortable with the way that he was communicating with me. And what I did was that I just completely ignored his calls, his messages, and I just walked away. And that was that. I left it at that. And if it was not for that, I wouldn't be with Michael, who is the father of my daughter. So I'm very thankful that I was able to stand up for myself and follow my gut when it came to being with that other guy. So what attracted me to Michael was that he was family-oriented and was emotionally available. Also, he's a very gutsy guy, and he actually brought me mariachi band when I was living in the dorms at UCLA. Um, Our first date was at Venice Beach. We had pizza and walked around the beach. It was very romantic. However, in a relationship, there were many ups and downs. It was not perfect. A couple of years into our relationship, he still had not met my parents. I had told them, though, but being the traditional Mexican parents that they were or are, they did not want anything to do with him at all. So I decided (laughs) to present him to my family during Thanksgiving. Despite my parents' wishes, particularly my dad's, my dad, being the traditional Mexican man that he is, greeted him. If there's one thing that Mexican families try to avoid is drama. It took some time for my dad to agree to our relationship. However, my family instantly fell in love with him. 
it is funny because now my dad loves Mike and has actually told him. So that's uh, pretty funny. Now fast forward to my last year in college where I found out that I was pregnant, which is where shit got real, <laughs> real quick. I was not reluctant to tell Mike that I was pregnant. Actually, I told him that same day that I found out. He said that he will support me on my decision. Um, that same day that I told him that I was pregnant, he actually had lost his job. Despite our circumstances, I decided to go forward with the pregnancy. Michael was really helpful and would drive me to school, take me to my OBGYN appointments and satisfy my food cravings. After seeing Lauren for the first time, we were extremely happy and filled with joy. However, it was hard. There were many sleepless nights. The way a baby usually communicates is through, through crying and there was a lot of crying. Lack of sleep and two cracky parents is no bueno. There was some arguing about who should do what. However, we survived and we have grown much closer together. What I have learned from being in a relationship pre-baby and post-baby is that it's all about communicating. And when I say communication, it is communicating to your partner and letting them know when there's something that's bothering you. We are not mind readers. <laughs> so there's a lot of compromising. You are two humans with different upbringings, thus different customs. So you might not like how your partner does laundry or how he cleans the house. But instead of trying to change your partner completely, you two have to meet halfway. You guys don't know how many silly discussions Michael and I have had about simply cleaning the house and where we should start first. <laughs> um, however, we have come up with a routine. It's not perfect, but we're getting there. And that is one example of where we have to compromise. And as simple as it is, there are when you're in a relationship and are living together, there are little things like that that might bother you. However, you shouldn't make that the highlight of your relationship and not always try to find something to fight about. So that is my story. I know it's short. However, I am. I have been sick for the past four days and just getting better. I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to Yesenia and we will follow after with Paloma. Hello everybody, this is Yesenia speaking. I will be sharing my experiences with romance and dating. Um, I will share with you some juicy stuff, but also some like heart-to-heart -heart talk. Um, so... Just to start off, something that I've learned from my experiences is that I am a relationship kind of gal. I really like having a partnership, 
having someone to do life with, to share my life with, um, focusing on the friendship, the romance, and the spark between two individuals. I'm really passionate, <laughs> and I have a lot of love to give. Um, but I, but that being said, right, I'll start off with when I first, when I had my first kiss. I had my first kiss in seventh grade by this guy that I had seen at a, on a bus. Um, we were, we both went to the, we both went to the same middle school. We both took the bus to this, uh, every morning and I had seen him. He like, La flecha clavada, you know, like Cupid's arrow. Um, and I was like, oh, he's cute. I wonder who he is. And a few months into this, like, weird exploration of, like, oh, you like him. Oh, you want to date him. Oh, you want to be his girlfriend type of stuff. I got my first kiss from him. And I was like, on my way to pee when he gave me the kiss, and I was starstruck for the rest of the pee period. Um, nothing came of it. It was just middle school shenanigans, you know? Um, eighth grade came around, and I had my very first relationship. Um, a lot of my friends were paired up, and I was... One of the last ones to be single. <laughs> um, and then I caught the eye of this guy in our friend group. And I was like, oh, like, I would want to do, like, date him and, like, be his girlfriend. So we did. We got together. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. We had that middle school love affair. Um, it was an eight-month-long relationship. Um and it started sometime in the spring, so we got to spend time together over the summer, but we went to two different high schools, so that relationship ended. Um, it was very amicable. Uh, there was no hard feelings. Like, he was a great first boyfriend for being in middle school, you know? Um, ninth grade. Um, didn't really date. I focused on school. I was like, I want to rebrand my image. I had an interesting middle school experience, so high school was a time to start new um, and recreate myself, I guess. Um, tenth grade came around, and I had this huge crush on someone, and I liked him, but I didn't want to do anything about it because one of my friends had a thing with him. Um... Or there was some history there. So I felt a little weird uh, about it. And then somehow, back on, like, she found out. And, like, she gave me permission to, like, pursue that. And um, I was like, okay, cool. And then we were in AP World History together. And I guess he saw me. And he found me interesting and attractive, too. Um, so we hit it off and we were like friends trying to like not be in a relationship, but we ended up being in a relationship. We kind of gave into it. Um, it was a 
short-lived relationship about two months. And it was two intense months, um, to say the least. It did not end well. Um, it was high school love. And very much like any other teenager in high school, like when you feel like you found this love, it should last forever. And it didn't. And I was so sad, heartbroken, and confused. And like, and the reason why that relationship didn't end well, it's because he had told me, he had pointed out things that were wrong with me. And I was like, okay, like, here's my family situation. Here's like, you know, every life experience that I've had, like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you have stuff in your family. I have stuff in my family. Fine. Let's like, let's not do this. Like, let's break up. He broke up with me through Facebook. So that was also really hard. Um, and then he had told me he didn't want to be in a relationship or something around those lines. And two months later, he got with this other girl who he ended up being with for like the rest of high school. And I was so like, heartbroken by it this was high school it was very dramatic very angsty you know um and I gave him the silent treatment I didn't talk to him for like a good eight months to a year and then somehow he got me to talk to him because he knew I was really into community service and giving back and volunteering so he started this like peer group um and so we started talking and then we had a lot more classes together we were both in AP uh, uh, AP classes, and, like, I couldn't avoid him, like, um, senior year came around, and, like, we sat next to each other for most of our classes, um, he had his girlfriend, I had, I was not dating, I was, like, I had guy friends who I got to know, but I didn't pursue romantically or get emotionally involved with, um, I had, I still had a crush on this guy, um, and I was just glad to be his friend after our short-lived, uh, relationship, um, and senior year came around, and I had this, like, short, like, a two-day affair with someone, (laughs) um, he kissed me at this dance, and then I kissed and then we kissed the day after that. And then um, he was younger. So I was like, I'm going to college. You're going to be in high school. Like, thank you for the kiss. Um, and yeah, so that's high school. And then I left to college. Um, let's see, freshman year. Oh, well, first of all, I went to college outside of L.A. I went actually to the other extreme. I went to the East Coast, um, across the country. Um, so I was living on campus, and I was, like, nowhere near family, no relatives, um, like, small town. And ninth grade was a lot of experimenting, like, having that free spirit um, and being open to new opportunities within the romance dating department. Um, 
I had like a three-day affair with this guy. Um, and it was very secretive. Um, and he had kissed me. And it was such a passionate kiss. Also, he was really drunk. But I was like, oh, I like this. I, I can see myself wanting more of these kinds of experiences in my college life. Um, and I was like, huh, we'll see where things go. Um, things, nothing happened with this guy and it went nowhere. Um, kissed another guy later in my freshman year because I was drunk and I was dancing and he was drunk and he liked that I was dancing, I guess. Um, and very respect, respectful like, took me back to my dorm and, like, told me, go to, go to sleep. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, and in the spring semester of my freshman year, I connected in person with someone that I had talked to through this Facebook group um, for, for admitted students. Um, and we hit it off. And, again, very secretive. Uh, um, he was the guy that I explored my sexuality with. The guy that, like, quote-unquote measured my sensitivity, as, like, Romeo Santos says in Propuesta Indecente. Um, he just was he was the guy that like awakened this like thing that everybody kept talking about right um and it wasn't my first time thinking about sex and once in my first time like ooh like this feeling in my body like my eighth grade boyfriend was the first one to say I love you and uh or the first guy to ever say to me that he loved me and also the first guy to mention sex to me and like proposing the idea um but it wasn't until ninth grade that like I started exploring that with my body <laughs> uh and he was a great dancer so um we got along really well because I love dancing. Um, and that continued until fall semester of my sophomore year. And we would sneak around and like meet at, meet at night after we studied uh, on our own and like have make out sessions and whatnot, right? Um, and that came to an end when he told me, hey, like, there's this other girl that I kind of want to explore things with, like, is it cool if we just end whatever it is that we have? And I was like, yeah, cool. Um, you do your own thing. I'm gonna take a little break too. <laughs> or I'm gonna take a break from dating and like romance stuff. And then a month later, I went to this party and I saw this guy that had caught my eye like two weeks before 
and I asked him to dance. So I danced with him, took him back to my place because I had the room to myself since my roommate was outside of uh, out, um, at some like event off campus. Um, he stayed the night, nothing happened, but we had like a makeout session, you know, and for about two and a half weeks after that, we would like hook up um, and hang out on the weekends after we had done our own thing with our friends and we were sneaking around type of thing. And a month into whatever it is that we were having, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And the most romantic thing that he did was he baked me some cookies, put them in this red tin can uh, with a green bow. His friend helped him bake, but he had brought this to me when he went to pick me up so we could go study somewhere. And he gave it to me, and I was like, oh, this is so romantic. Like, this is so nice. Um, but I, he didn't explain. He, he didn't ask me when he gave me these cookies. He asked me on our way, when we were walking on our way to the library. And I was like, yeah, let's, yes, I'd like to be your girlfriend. And so that was the start of a three-year relationship. Um, three and a half, the ending's a little iffy, but, um, yeah, with him, like, he was the first guy that I, like, truly fell in love with and, like, loved with so much of my heart, like, with him, I experienced so much, um, we had the good, we had the bad, I saw him in his lowest, he saw me at my lowest, I saw him at his best. He saw me at my best. Um, we met our families. We hanged out um, a lot. Like, a lot of my free time was spent with him. We shared meals together. We pretty much lived together um, my junior year. Um, and I would stay over at his place um, my senior year, like, 98% of the time, um, we were great, we traveled, uh, I knew he loved me, because when I went to Japan and he didn't hear from me, he somehow made a phone call and got connected with someone over there to give me a message to, to, <laughs> to ask if I was alright, and to, like, have him, have me text him that I had arrived uh, safely. And I was like, oh my goodness, this boy loves me. Like, uh, I think he would travel across the, the ocean just to like, no, it's all right. Um, and I mean, we talked about a lot. Um, he talked about babies to me. He talked about the future and like, what he wanted out of it and like with almost a suggestion of like I see you in my future and like that came to an end unfortunately for various reasons um which I won't dive into now <laughs> um maybe in another episode but our relationship came to an end um um 
for multiple reasons. One, long distance. Two, we stopped being friends uh, to each other. We uh, stopped communicating. He stopped trying, and I was, I guess, pushing too much. Um, and he said he didn't have time for a girlfriend. And he said that he was busy whenever I wanted to reach out and connect with him. So it was just time to move on. So we broke up and that was really hard. Um, Try not to cry, but it was really hard. And thankfully I had friends to help with that. And I gave myself the time to grieve. And it was really hard because like, I mean, it's three years. Um, and his family, like his mom and his dad, really like appreciated me, and they also wanted something of us in the future. So breaking up with, like, I didn't just break up with him; I broke up with his family too, and that was really hard. I tried to be friends with him, I tried to reach out whenever I was in LA, but it didn't work out. So I was in Chicago. Um, and I gave myself the time to like grieve that relationship I went on dating I, and then so my friend suggested you should get on dating apps so I did um, and dating had changed a lot since freshman year of college <laughs> um, I talked to a, few, a lot of guys I really never met them in person but it was really nice just talking to other individuals and getting to know them and like being asked like, what do you like? What do you, um, who are you? Like, what do you do? Just like exchanging things, exchanging information um, to see if, I guess, if we're going to match and stuff like that. Um, of the dating apps, um, um, I did not. I tried Coffee Meets Bagel. I tried Bumble and Tinder. I disliked Tinder. I got rid of that two hours into it. Um, Coffee Meet Bagels, I tried it for like a month and I didn't like it. Um, Bumble, I liked a lot and I stuck with that one. Um, and I got to meet two guys in person through Bumble, um, and, oh, before I, and before I got into those dating apps, I had, um, I went to this bar with my friend who was visiting out of town, and there was this guy that I was talking to, we were, like, talking, and the conversation was good, and then he started talking to me about, like, hey, like, I really want to bring you back to my place, like, would you be interested, and then I told him, like, I don't know if I'm ready, like, like, I I told him about my breakup <laughs> and, like, uh, telling him, I was like, I'm not ready to have sex. Like, I'm not ready to sleep with anybody. Um, so he was like, okay, cool. But he was trying really hard. And then he was trying to get my friends to, like, convince me to go back to his place. And, like, I left with my friends. He sent me a text message on my way home saying, like, I can't believe you, like, didn't 
come back with me and I don't know what else I was like oh goodness and then I tried the dating app I was like if I'm gonna meet someone I'm gonna like be the one to initiate it (laughs) or like uh suggest a strong interest um without being like cornered um so from Bumble I met two guys and I went out on dates with them um one guy um it was all right you know like it was a great date but we didn't reach out again um we didn't agree to like meet up again and then this other guy like we hit it off really well um and I liked his vibe I really enjoyed our conversation and I had a good time and so I brought him back to my place and we had a good time um and we tried to well I tried to like connected and like I would send him texts here and there um we lost contact for about two months um when I and then I went on a different date and I was like oh my goodness this date like it was good but I was like it's not like the last one I had so I reached out to the same guy from two months ago and I asked if he wanted to hang out and he said yes so we hung out um and it was a really good time And we hung out multiple times after that um, while I was still in Chicago. And something that I'll always remember about this particular guy is that, like, he made me laugh so hard on one of our dates when he asked me, how many keyboards do you think I have? And I think I, like, said six or eight. And he said three. But his, like, expression... For, like, saying, like, no, I don't have A, like, I have three. Like, he, he just, like, genuinely made me laugh when I couldn't stop cracking up. And, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so cool. <laughs> and he's so, uh, like, funny and, like, smart and all this stuff, you know? And, and then something else that I won't ever forget about this guy is that I made him so nervous um when I asked him if he wanted to come back to my place on our first date like his legs started shaking and I was like this is so adorable like (laughs) like brownie points I guess um so yeah so I left Chicago went back to LA got rid of my dating apps but I was still in contact with this guy from Chicago and like we stayed in contact for a pretty good time um and didn't date in LA I wasn't like trying to be romantically involved with anybody I did reach out to my ex because I wanted to like see how he was doing um and like see if we could rekindle our friendship but there was no friendship there so that was like that just added to a healed heartbroken um and then I moved to Colorado, and I'm I'm on a point where I'm, like, not ready to date, or I'm not ready to be romantically involved with someone, or find, or, like, search to be in a relationship, um, primarily because I'm new to the area, and I really want to expand my social circle, I, like, I really want to 
find a community. I don't want my dating life to be my only social experiences in the area. Um, I still talk to the guy from Colorado, or we sort of still talk. Um, We're very friendly, very cordial. um, And that experience uh, was very sexy, fun, and casual. And, like, I really liked that experience. And I think going forward, at least here in Colorado, like, I would want to seek something of similar intent. I don't want to rush into anything. Uh, my three-year-long, my three-year relationship, um, it was rushed. It was unexpected. It was great, and I loved it, and I'm grateful for it, and I'm, and I learned a lot, but I don't want to rush into anything. Um, so, yeah, that's those are my experiences with dating and romance. And I think one thing that I would uh, I would say to anybody that wants to date, that wants romance in their life, is to like don't be afraid to love with all your heart, to give it your all, to say like I'm gonna be here until you no longer want me around. Like, but and. Until that happens, like, I am dedicated to you. Like, don't be afraid of commitment, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Because commitment is not just for romance and dating. People make commitments to their families and their friends. And that's a transferable skill (laughs) that doesn't just get stuck in this one person you love romantically and sexually and whatever, you know? Like, be intimate with someone and give it your 110%. Um, Because I really do believe it's better to love and to lose than to not experience. And, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to give the mic to Paloma. (laughs) So this is Paloma, and she's redoing her relationship one. Thank you, Lara. Um, With relationships, Paloma has, have we done this like a few months ago, like even five months ago, I would tell you I've never been in a relationship, but they're cute. They look interesting. Um, And... The experience that I had in it was just my books that I used to read, like Twilight and stuff like that. Like, mmm, Team Edward all the way. Fuck Jacob. And... (laughs) Okay, so everybody grows and experiences things at their own time, and that's perfectly fine. But it took me a while to come to this conclusion. So, what is it? As you heard, Lauren and Senia had their first boyfriends around high school and shit. Paloma knew she was a late bloomer because she never got her boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's a little weird. So, I went ahead and made a fade up fake ass story. <laughs> and I told my friend, I texted my friend that I met this guy in Laughlin and that we had kissed and he was absolutely devastated that I was coming back to California and we loved each other dearly. And it was an amazing story that I texted her. And, um, 
Yeah. And today, when I think about it, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm like, why did I feel the need to lie <laughs> about my love life? But I did. And... I think everyone has, so... <laughs> but I lied then. And I said it. That I met this fictitious person. <laughs> but this fictitious person is now reality. <laughs> Oscar. Um, during college... I didn't have a relationship. Okay, so there was, like, a few guys who had expressed interest, and I was just like, nah. Because, okay, so I was too busy obsessing over this other guy. He even had a code name. That's when you know that shit was real. His code name was Blondie, okay? Like, even my friends, you know, about my obsessive infatuation with this motherfucker, and they would tell me, huh? Yeah, everyone knew. Yeah, everybody knew. Like, that. and so they would tell me, like, oh, what is it? I spotted Blondie in the dining hall. I saw Blondie at Science Hill, Blondie taking the loop, um, Blondie in downtown, you know, like, and the thing is, like, you're like, oh, so that's kind of interesting. No, 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 That wasn't enough for Paloma. Paloma went ahead, and as soon as I got the text, you best believe my mom, I call it my bitch ass, wherever she was, dropped whatever she was doing, and went to wherever he was and hoped I saw him. That's what I mean. It was a little crazy. <laughs> like, legitimately. Um, and... <laughs> I don't know what really drew like I don't like seeing him made me just so happy it was so weird like I called him my high and stuff like I used to get high like just looking at this guy I don't know now I'm like I think about it and I'm like okay let's see if our genders were reversed and he was a girl and I was a guy and I did that let's be honest that was super creepy um what I did <laughs> <laughs> I would I feel bad about that now. I'm like, Paloma, that was just not right, you know? Like that was an invasion of someone's privacy. I don't know. Um so Yeah. Like oh okay, so I <laughs> Okay, so my second year of college when I was starting it is that I didn't know where I figured okay so my, I met him my first year and so I figured during the summertime I was gonna get over it Paloma did not get over it and the thing is he wasn't even invading my dreams so I had a dream and he told me he was gonna live still in Stevens like I, but I didn't really talk with this guy you know but in my dream he told me where he was gonna live the funny part is the very next year when we when I start the new year again He's living exactly where in my dream he told me he was living. And I was like, mother, that's a little crazy. That shit's a little trippy right there. But, um, yeah, so that happened. Um, I'm just sorry that I did that, though, because that was not cool. And I, I recognize that now as an adult. Like, Paloma, that was that was not nice. That was not right, you know. Um, but moving on, after that, I studied abroad. And after I studied abroad, I had my fun afterwards. I didn't have fun while, while like, fun <laughs> um, while I studied abroad. Like, there were so many sexy Swedish men, but I was like, nope, nope, no. Nope. You know, tell them I'm being shy and stupid. And then um, I got with Oscar. So after, what is it, we had the crepes and he had hugged me and everything. Okay, so while I was studying abroad is that there was one time, because, you know, he's in charge, and my restroom door was kind of broken. So, like, on the inside is that the part, bottom part of the door was peeling upwards. And I was freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to make me pay for this? I can't afford this fucking door. Like, I better super glue this bitch before I go. Like, I was having a culo. And I was in the kitchen thinking about the door. And then he comes in. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I was too excited to see him to tell him, oh, are they going to, you know, like, what do you think 
was gonna happen my door you know and i wasn't making any sense um and so he's like wait what you know like he and i was just like get, get over here you know and so i <laughs> led him to my dorm room i never like it was it was interesting because i was technically leading a boy into my dorm you know but a boy like i don't know and the thing is like the part of the door that was broken was on the it was a small little restroom but it was on the inside but you know the part of the door where it's facing inside of the room where you're going into well yeah and so the thing is, is that we had to kind of close the door so that he could see it and so we were both and what is it stuck in this enclosed space and I think that was like the time when it really clicked for me like damn I like at that moment I really wanted to jump him but I'm like no we're friends no 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 jumping no paloma down girl down <laughs> um so I didn't and the thing is is that now that we're together I tell I told him I like I was like do you remember that time when I showed you my room and I uh, bought the door and stuff he's like yeah and I told him I confessed to him about wanting to jump him and he was like think you should have because <laughs> he actually felt the same way and i was like fucking shit why didn't we do it <laughs> like we could have what is it like while we were still while i was still studying abroad like the what is it, it would have been a lot easier you know to see each other but it didn't happen um and other way so i went ahead and i visited him in well i didn't visit him in september i was visiting sweden again in september the thing is this is his birthday is at the ending of august and as you already know because i just confessed to creeping on another guy um is that i'm a creep and i told him that i'm like so i'm a creep and i know your birthday is the day before i arrive and i'll be there and i want to know if you want to celebrate your birthday and then He's like, oh, um, he didn't even mention, he didn't talk anything about me being a creep. He was like, oh, well, I don't really celebrate my birthday. And Paloma was like, okay, so I was thinking that we should go ahead and go, you know, celebrate your birthday by going dinner and dancing, dancing and dinner or whatever. And he was like, well, I don't really dance. And I was like, okay, so we're definitely going to go ahead and do dinner and dancing. I was thinking maybe we should go to Malmo for dinner and then we could do dancing and Loon. And he was like, well, we're going to go ahead and do this. Then we might as well stay local. Paloma did not pay attention to him. And she went ahead and just, you know, like basically she just told him shut up and we're gonna do whatever we might want to do um that's one thing i've learned about being in a relationship is that you need to take their feelings and their thoughts and everything into consideration <laughs> you need to compromise so i'm not gonna call myself a bossy person i'm not bossy i got leadership skills okay um but a good leader <laughs> needs to take you know people's thoughts into consideration as well and so we did that and when and so obviously we're celebrating his his night you know his birthday and he's opening the door to um his apartment and stuff and there's like this bush and he gets like a flower from like that's growing in the bush and he gives it to me and it was i was like oh my god I felt like I loved him then, and I was like, can't say, can't do it. Uh, either way, so we finished celebrating his birthday, as you can tell, something happened. <laughs> and so the next morning, I don't know how guys fucking do it, but they can live, like, little minimalist living. Um, He didn't have carpets. He didn't have enough fucking, um, what is it, curtains. He didn't have a water jug. There were so many things that were missing in his apartment, and he found nothing wrong with it. I was like, no, 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 Oscar, you need these things. And so... I dragged his ass to Ikea. He let me drag his ass to Ikea. And it was 
it was so interesting because we were like we we're kind of like a couple and i was like oh you should get this for your apartment he was allowing me to decorate his apartment you know and so like and, you know he went ahead and bought everything when we got back from ikea and i finished you know like i made him get a tree too for his living room <laughs> i was like oh you need a tree you need something green in here and what is it um so we were doing i was doing that and i don't know like it felt like we were a couple but we had never we didn't we didn't we didn't say the words and so i in my trip was i was gonna spend three days in lund with you know like where he was at and then three days in gothenburg and three days in oslo and i couldn't not go to gothenburg because i already paid for my hostel i already paid the train ticket i already paid like so many things in advance so i couldn't not go and um so i had to say goodbye and we said goodbye and the thing is is like we kind of left it open where we weren't we didn't know we were gonna see each other again in a way and um i told him like oh you know meet me in oslo and he left me on red and i was like okay so never mind we're not going <laughs> i won't see you i guess whatever um and he actually texted me like 10 15 minutes later that he bought his ticket and so he came to oslo and i had to figure out because i bought a hostel in oslo and obviously we couldn't both fit it in my fucking bunk bed <laughs> And so we had to pay for a hotel. And then it was when he was telling me, like, okay, so I left him a hickey as well. And he had dinner with his parents. And um, <laughs> he told his dad, so she a wild one. And then, because um, they wanted to go ahead and hang out with him during the weekend. And then he's like, oh, I'm not. I'm going to see my girl in Oslo. And he was telling me about the conversation. And because of my previous, you know, from my past, I was like, oh, so I'm your girl. Because most of the time they'll tell me no you know, like, I'm just kidding or whatever, he, um, he instead looked at me, and he had, like, these big eyes, and he was just like, oh, fuck, I fucked up, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, th I thought, no, like, you're, you're my girl, you know, he was, like, stuttering and stuff, and I was just like, oh, god, yes, I am your girl, I want nothing more than be a girl, you know, it was just one of those things, and it was great, and we see each other every month, uh, after that is that he came to visit me in LA in October, and I quit my job because <laughs> it wasn't a holiday and if I didn't quit my job he was only going to be here for seven days I would have only seen him technically for like two of those seven days because I had no more vacation time I could maybe be sick for one day so maybe three days and I was like this isn't a job I ever saw myself doing I don't want to do this job and um so um I live in East LA as you guys all knew and connection um so yeah so i live in east la and he's from sweden he has certain privileges and stuff and he's used to a certain lifestyle but he still came and my <sighs> so i hope y'all have ate king taco if you have not had king taco y'all have not lived and you guys need to get your ass some king taco um they have this really great red salsa and it's spicy and the first night he was here is that I told him because he, he likes spicy foods and I like spicy foods. That's something we agree on. But the thing is, he's a Swede. So his version of spicy is way milder than my version of spicy. And so we went to King Taco and he got um, a bacterial infection. His uvula swole was swollen the next morning and he had we had to go ahead and go to the urgent care. And they had to give him like this, um like... Uh, I can't remember what it was. They get like a kind of penicillin in a way, an antibiotic. And <laughs> he 
I think being in the hood was different for him, but he went ahead and did it, you know? Like, he had to deal with my dogs barking. He doesn't like traveling. He really doesn't like, um, what is it? Like, it gives him a headache, like, all the traveling, all the pressure and stuff like that. Like, most people, like, I like traveling, but he's just one of those people who doesn't like being stuck and cramped. And he, he went ahead and did that, you know, to see me. And so... I don't know. Um, then I went ahead and I visited him in November. I stayed there for two weeks. I met his parents. Uh, we made Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and they had never had actually macaroni and cheese before that. And I fucked up the mac and cheese. I, I really like, okay, so the mac and cheese wasn't even yellow. Because <laughs> I didn't use cheddar cheese. <laughs> but it still came out good. They just, yeah. Um, and what we've had our arguments we don't have arguments very often but we do and one of the things that i learned in having our arguments is always communicate because you're hurt and you just want to push it aside the thing is is that even if you're telling yourself oh, it doesn't matter i'm not you know it's best for you to have that conversation because what's bad is keeping it all inside so I guess that's my tip is just to go ahead and not keep it all inside. Just go ahead, have that conversation and communicate with, without insulting um, one another. So there's that. And do you love him? Oh my God, I love him. <laughs> Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Please share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unsealed Lips.